There's a whole world of success waiting for you, success in any area that matters to you. Whatever you desire to create for yourself, the universe says yes. And if you're tuning into this show, you're likely ready to drop the outdated model of struggle and sacrifice. This is the time to attract your success. And I want to reveal a methodology of attraction different from anything you've seen before in a free masterclass, The Energetics of success. This 90-minute class can change everything for you. Register for free at andrewdonovan.com forward slash success or click the link in the podcast show notes. If I'm in alignment with the whole of who I really am, that's when I'm tapped into my that's when I'm tapped into my strength. That's where my courage comes from. That's when I do the right thing. That's when I'm attracting the right opportunities. I'm in the right place at the right time. That's when things come together. That's when things work out for me and the situations that I'm in. Ergo, things work out more for the people around me. When I'm in alignment, I am of service to humanity, to the world. This is the moment where all your power is. It's the springboard into everything that's possible for you. What can you create when you live your soul truth and flow with the well-being of the universe? Let's get real about it. I'm Andrew Donovan, international success coach, top 50 podcaster, rebel to limits and norms, and unapologetic attractor of love, prosperity, and fun. Here to spotlight how you can live your own truth as you create your most meaningful life, to call you out on your bullshit, and to remind you that no matter what you desire, the universe says yes. All right, let's talk about this concept of being unshakable in your commitments. Now, I chose the word unshakable deliberately. Originally, I titled this episode, How to Be Unbreakable in Your Commitments. And then I thought, that just sounds like, I don't know, it's kind of an intense Ver, uh, intense, intense verbiage and unshakable just seemed like a better, a better way to describe this. I've been thinking about the power of commitment. What happens when, as a human being, you make a commitment to yourself? You're, you commit to doing something that's going to be good for you. You commit to meditating every day or to going to the gym every day or being on time to work or you make a commitment to other people. You commit to getting a report in by the end of the week or you commit to watching the kids a couple nights a week so that your spouse can take some time off and go decompress a little bit. We make commitments all the time. And as human beings, many of us break commitments. There's probably not a whole lot of people on this planet who can say that they always keep their word. But would you agree that there's a lot of power that comes when you keep when you make a commitment, and then you follow through with it? And Conversely, there's a lot of disempowerment. There's a lot of potentially shame that gets involved when we make commitments and then we break them. It's a great way to, I mean, that when that happens, we lose trust with ourselves, we lose trust with other people, they lose trust with us. And the reason why I think commitments is such an interesting topic of conversation is because, well, when you look at the direction your life is going and you identify things that you want to see improve, that's the moment when many people will make a commitment. They say, you know, I'm going to start hitting the gym every day. I'm going to lose that 20 pounds. Or I made a commitment this month in the month of May. I decided that I'm going to eat no sugar, no processed foods, just really clean up my diet. And and, it, and we make commitments because we decide that we're going to do something to improve a situation. Some 
sometimes that situation involves other people. We say we're going to commit to seeing a therapist with our partner because we know there's some areas that we can improve in our relationship. We, we, we do all kinds of commitments, and they're usually made when we have our sights set in the direction of where we want to go. Or sometimes, you know, in the dire- we, we're trying to get away from somewhere we don't want to be anymore, which is the flip side of the same coin, less powerful, but still there's value in it, right? Well, when we make commitments... Do do you think that you should always keep your commitments? Do you think that you should always be a person of your word? Because for me, I know there's times in my life when I thought, oh, yes, I'm always a man of my word. There's power in keeping my commitments. I want to be known as someone who does what he says he's going to do. And that being said, the reason why this has been on my mind is because I believe that the most powerful commitment, the ultimate commitment you could ever make is the commitment to your own inner alignment. Think about that for just a moment. So if your ultimate commitment was to your own inner alignment, first of all, the world says, well, that's really selfish, right? Maybe it is. But when are you of the most value to the world? When you're in alignment, right? (laughs) When are you most value to your relationship, to your job, to your colleagues to your friends when are you most value when are you of most value to any situation to any person to any group of people when you are tapped into your own personal power and that's why i say that the most powerful the ultimate commitment is commitment to your inner alignment now when you if you agree with that because you know that well if i'm in alignment with my with the whole of who I really am, if I'm in alignment with my true source of power, if I'm in alignment with the perspective of divinity, with the perspective of source, with the perspective of God unfolding through me, if I'm in alignment with the whole of who I really am, that's when I'm tapped into my that's when I'm tapped into my strength. That's where my courage comes from. That's when I do the right thing. That's when I'm attracting the right opportunities. I'm in the right place at the right time. That's when things come together. That's when things work out for me. And the situations that I'm in, ergo, things work out more for the people around me. When I'm in alignment, I am of service to humanity, to the world. And if you agree with that, well, then you might think, okay, so if my ultimate commitment needs to be to my own inner alignment, well, doesn't that mean that I don't have to keep commitments to other people? Like, let's say that you make a commitment to be on time to work this week because your boss is a little bit bugged that you keep showing up late, right? Well, you wake up in the morning and you just think, you know, I'm having a rough start. I need to meditate. I need to do something good for myself. And it starts looking pretty fast, like you might break your commitment to be on time to work because you think you need to eat a healthy breakfast, you need to you want to shower, you want to put, you know, take care, do your skin routine so that you feel good about yourself and you want to ultimately spend some time doing what you need to do for yourself, which takes up time and then you potentially don't have enough time to get to work on time. So you're going to break a commitment. So what do you do? Do you keep the commitment to your own inner alignment to taking care of you? Or do you keep a commitment to your boss to be on time? And it looks like it's a lose-win situation, right? And 
The reason why I'm picking such a specific kind of scenario here is because this is normal. This is, um, you made a commitment to pick your kids up from soccer, but you've also had a hell of a day and you just really want to do something that feels good to you, like sit down and eat a popsicle or whatever it is for you. Or, I mean, I could go on and on and on. And so it looks like, do I get to choose between me or other people? And this is where a lot of relationships experience a lot of strain, isn't it? Uh, personal relationships, professional ones, because it looks on the surface like we have to choose between our own well-being or what other people want from us. And, well, let's play this out. Let's say that you're the kind of person who habitually decides you're going to do what other people need you to do. So yeah, you show up to work on time, you skip your you skip eating a good breakfast, you don't exercise in the morning, you don't do your morning meditation, you rush to work and you're stressed out but you kept your commitment and you're frazzled but you, you know, kept your commitment and then work's over and you're, you know, worn out but you promise you pick up the kids and take them to the skate park or wherever and and so on and on your day goes day after day, week after week, and you stretch yourself thin, you spread yourself thin, you don't refill your own tank because you think, I need to keep my commitments to all these people. So here's what's broken. If at the beginning, your first commitment was to do what's good for you, you would have a full tank more of the time. And you wouldn't be that person who finds themselves resenting people and resenting situations because you're operating on an empty tank because you're trying to keep commitments endlessly to other people. It it sounds selfish because on the surface, it looks like you're choosing yourself over choosing other people. But my friend, you're only as good as the vibe that you bring to any situation, Correct. You can show up on time to work, but if your vibe sucks because you're worn out and you haven't taken care of yourself, over time, how valuable are you going to be to work? It's going to deteriorate, right? What about your, 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 your close relationship, your boyfriend, girlfriend, your spouse, whatever it is, your partner, what about that relationship? There are so many of us who think, well, we just got to show up and show up and show up, and we say things like, oh, relationships are hard work. I'm going to show up and I'm going to work hard without actually prioritizing your own personal inner well-being. And, well, you and I both know that when you look at healthy relationships, healthy relationships are just the sum of two healthy individuals who come together, having already been healthy. It's actually completely false that two suffering people can come together and struggle and work hard together and end up with a healthy relationship. That's, I mean, you can go interview 1,000 successful therapists and they will all say, that's not how it works. But that's how we show up in life. Your first commitment needs to be to your own inner well-being. So what does that look like? That, for me, started years ago when I started treating my morning time as absolutely sacred. Uh, I think it was, I don't know, maybe eight years ago, I said, I will not look at my phone first thing in the morning. And I don't. And when my alarm goes off and I notice that list of notifications, some of them are fun. Some of them are funny reels on Instagram that, you know, accounts that I follow posted. Some of them are people saying they need help with something. I don't read any of them. I, I don't. I don't look at my phone. And, uh, and anybody who is at my house on a morning where, when I wake up, they know don't talk to him until he's done his thing. I get up. 
I do a couple of vinyasa flows in my bedroom. I do some breathing. I greet the day with open arms. I meditate. I whip out my digital journal on my tablet and I write down lists of positive aspects or I'll do like a focusing exercise to calibrate my energy, calibrate my thoughts for the day. And then I'll go to the gym. And after I leave the house to go to the gym, that's when I'll look at my phone and see who needs me at work. And I'll respond to messages between sets at the gym, things like that. But it's like an hour before I'll even consider that anyone else on this planet exists. (laughs) And the reason why is because I know that my number one commitment is to my own inner well-being. Because when I take that time to prioritize my own inner wellness then I'm of so much more value to the people around me and work goes better and my day's more enjoyable. And and it, it, that decision was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Now, I did really well with the whole morning thing. And I, I made that a, a great lifelong habit that I am excited about continuing where it took me a little while to to prioritize my that commitment to my own inner well-being throughout the day was when I find myself in a situation interacting with other people. Maybe the conversation takes a turn that doesn't feel so great, or maybe there's a catastrophe at work and everyone's in panic mode and the energy is panic energy and it just doesn't feel like the kind of flow that I intend for my life. Well, it's taken me years to figure this out, but you know, it's actually okay to say, you know, I'm going to step out recalibrate internally and come back. And and I've had to really give myself permission to be able to do that. You're in a in a heated argument with someone you really care about and the topic is so important and you think we've got to fix this right now. And the best thing that I've learned to do is to say, you know, I need to step aside, recalibrate internally, and then I'll be of some use to this conversation because right now I'm not. That my friends is why prioritizing your own internal well-being has to be the ultimate commitment because again you are so much more useful so sometimes there is a lot of shame that comes about when we have made a commitment to another person or to ourselves and we find ourselves breaking that commitment and this again is where we go into sacrifice mode and we think okay well i can't be that dumb fuck who breaks their commitments all the time that's not me it's out of character right And the answer is, of course, you want to be someone who keeps their commitment, but you want to keep commitments from a positive energy, not from a negative energy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Sometimes we find ourselves in February, a couple months into the new year, we made a commitment to go to the gym every day and or four days a week, whatever it is. And February rolls around and you're like, okay, well, I'm... I'm sucking at this, (laughs) I'm not doing it, and you start shaming yourself, and then you try to use that shame to propel yourself into positive action, and so you wake up in the morning, and you look at the mirror, and you say, you freaking fatty, go to the gym, don't eat that freaking pizza pizza, right, and you try and shame yourself into keeping commitments. Now, what do you think I'm going to say about this? Of course, the answer is, you can take any action from the upper half of the energetic scale or the lower half of the energetic scale. Upper half of the energetic scale is energy, emotions like positivity, optimism, hopefulness, encouragement, excitement, enthusiasm, appreciation. Lower half of the energetic emotional scale is guilt, shame, irritation, frustration, anger, impatience, annoyance, um, depression, all of that stuff. You can take any action from either, either direction. But 
where do you want to spend your time? How do you want to live your life? Do you want to go to the gym because you're shaming and guilting yourself into it? Or do you want to go to the gym because you're appreciating appreciating yourself into a healthier state of being? Do you see that? And so can you shame yourself into keeping commitments? Yes, but why? I mean, there are there's such a more there there's so, there's so much more power in choosing and keeping commitments from the upper half of the scale. All right, and I'm not saying that every commitment needs to be kept because you're bouncing off the walls with glee and enthusiasm. No, sometimes you get to be gentle with yourself and you get to say, you know, it's been a week and um, some things have happened that I didn't love and I didn't, you know, so I found myself in some moments where I wasn't tending to my alignment as best as I could, maybe, but I'm, I'm doing okay. It's all right. And you find a sense of this gentle relief, gentle forward anticipation. You can be gentle and let that be what gently leads you into keeping commitments. But do you understand the fundamental difference between keeping commitments from an upper half of the scale or a lower half of the scale vantage point, motivation. It's night and day. And your point of attraction, just so you know, is drastically different depending on where you're coming from. And this this goes, by the way, uh, th- this also applies if you are the person who oversees other people in their commitments, like you're a parent and you're parenting a child or you're a manager and you've got employees that you oversee. What, I mean, you can, you can ask people to keep their commitments from the upper half or the lower half of the scale. And the entire dynamic will change. The relationship will change depending on where the commitments are coming from and how they're being kept. All right. So, so the answer is break up the shame to around commitments, break up the shame and ask yourself how the commitment could be approached from a space of gentleness, from a space of, I mean, if you can reach for it, love, because that's that's a great place to keep commitments from, loving yourself, loving others, but you don't ever want it to be from resentment or from annoyance or from anger. That's the time to step aside, recalibrate, go do a 10-minute, 15-minute meditation, do a journaling exercise, whatever it takes for you to find that feeling of inner alignment. And you know, one other secret that I'll tell you is you can also change commitments. Did you know that? It just takes communication, early communication. The time to change a commitment is not after you've broken it. It's before it needs to ha- it needs to be changed. And so if you've got a business partnership or if you've got a commitment to yourself that you're going to, uh, you know, eat a certain diet for a month and and then you think, you know, the birthday party's coming up this weekend for my grandma and I want to just enjoy the time with my family. Make the decision to change the commitment and communicate about it early, not when it's too late after commitments have been broken and trust has been broken and, you know, on and on. If you can develop the skill of thinking forward and then communicating if a commu- uh, uh, if a commitment needs to change in advance well you're able to preserve relationships you're able to preserve trust and again you can keep the situation in the upper half of the emotional scale where all of your powers where your alignment actually is that's you you know that you're keeping your commitment to your inner alignment when you're tapped into that upper half of the emotional scale, right? Are you aware of that? (laughs) When I say your number one commitment must be to your own inner alignment, that means prioritizing your own inner sense of well-being. 
Thanks for tuning in. If you found something valuable in this episode, or if you're loving the show in general, it goes a long way when you leave a rating and review. If you'd scroll down and drop five stars and just jot down something that you liked in this episode or what you're loving about the show in general, it helps us get this content into the hands of more soulful creators like you. So many thanks for leaving your rating and review and for sharing episodes you like with the people who matter to you. Thanks for tuning in. If you found something valuable in this episode or if you're loving the show in general, it goes a long way when you leave a rating and review. If you'd scroll down and drop five stars and just jot down something you liked in this episode or what you're loving about the show itself, it helps us get this content into the hands of more soulful creators like you. And if your impulse is telling you that it's time to move forward in your ability to consciously create a life that lights you up, a life you can truly lean into and love, then I want to invite you to register for the Conscious Creation 3-Day Workshop. This workshop will shift your energetic trajectory and clean up your point of attraction in unique and powerful ways. There are also bonus modules to help you focus your energy in areas like love, money and career, time and health. Register for this transformative experience at andrewdonovan.com forward slash conscious creation or go to the link in the show notes.